It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And, of course, Tom is again messing around with uh, social media here, Facebook, t- trying to get this thing working again, because Facebook hates us, and so do, so do the iPads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, welcome. Hey, now it's counting now time. It's that working. means it's live. So, we're live on Facebook. It didn't count before. And it didn't have numbers. Now it is. So, uh, thank you for joining us tonight on this gorgeous, gorgeous day, and just everyone, if... Summer could be like this all the time. I would take it. I would take 85 degrees and sunny during the day and 50 50 degrees and cool at night so you can sleep with the windows open. So, um, but we're here at 830 a.m. WEEU and we are from King's Auto Repair over there on Penn Avenue in West Reading. Beautiful and scenic. And I don't mean that facetiously. I mean that actually. Um, and we are talking about cars and fun stuff and interesting stuff. And we are live on Facebook. So no, navigate out to King's Auto Repair on Facebook, like and follow, and you will get notifications when we go live and you can see our beautiful faces for radio. That's right. Right. And uh, Tommy has a haircut, and I got a haircut. That's so. why I'm not wearing a hat now. <laughs> Tommy. I need a hair. Every time I need a haircut, I put a hat on. It's, a ha- it's hat time. Yeah. yeah. So you know when I need a haircut because yeah. I start wearing a hat. And I cut all my hair off, so it's uh, short now. So it's good. I, <laughs> and it's nice and cool. So it's summertime. So uh, That's right. Anyway, so we are talking about car stuff, and we are also taking your call Um Tommy's getting my thing, my cheat sheet. That's right. I'm giving you the cheat sheet. 374-8800, 888-401-0459. Just a quick programming note. Next week, um, it, first of all, it feels like it's been like a thousand years since we've been in the studio. It's really only been two weeks. Um, but next <laughs> week, we are going to be on Friday at five o'clock. So it should, could We're going to kick off your Friday. Yes. It's going to be raucous because, uh, we're going to be exhausted. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> even more. It's going to be a Friday at five o'clock. So yeah. It'll be a free for all. It is maybe a little bit of a free for all. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so just so you know what's coming up, coming down the pike uh, next week. So anyway, let's talk about cars and let's hear from you. Well, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the reason we weren't in last week, why we did a pre-recorded show. Yeah. So we actually went on vacation. A little tiny oh, mini vacay. A little family vacation. And what a pleasure that was. It was. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you, Tyler. Absolute pleasure. Because we went to beautiful and sunny West, West Virginia. Virginia. And you know, it, it really only, there, we had mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned on the, on the, the, the talk check, it out. Yeah, check yep. it with Tyler that, um, it's only, it was three hours away and the, the state parks are a lot different than our parks and mm-hmm. it was very nice. So we didn't stay in the park this time. We stayed at a little, um, we rented a place. Yeah. Like a, uh, they called it a lodge. I mean, you could, uh, it, 16 people could stay there easily. It was, it was pretty large. Yeah. Cause there was like fold out beds and there's bunk beds and there's this and that. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it was yeah. a nice big place, and they had air conditioning because the third day got really, really <laughs> got sticky. Really, really sticky, yeah. yeah. So, but it was a nice drive. It was an easy drive too. So, yeah, because just go out to 
Carlisle and then just go south. Yeah, just go south on 81, and we got off of 81. And it seemed like a far drive off of 81, but really it was just like 20 minutes. Yeah. So nice, but, nice mm-hmm. little, nice little drive. Easy, easy, easy drive. Easy drive. Yeah. So, but I see we have a phone call came in. So you want to take the phone call and we'll come back to this? Yeah. Absolutely. Hi, Jake. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Oh, good. I'm driving home and it just happened, so I figured it's a good time to call. Absolutely. Um, so the whole check engine light and inspection thing, is that an emissions-related thing that you can't do it if your engine light's on? Actually, you can do it. So, okay. so the way the law, the way what's stated in the law is they actually have to do a an emissions inspection and fail you. And then you would have to, to be able to apply for what they call a waiver. So a lot of shops, um, will just tell you like, look, you're going to have to fix this before we do this because a lot of places don't do the waivers anymore. So, um, because it, it, they're just really complicated, and when you do one, that is the first thing the station inspectors look at when they come in. And if you mess up a little bit of paperwork on it, you lose your inspection license. So, so, so a lot. So here's of, the caveat. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So what I was going to say is a lot of places don't like doing them, but usually what'll happen is you know it could be on because of like a gas cap loose or something like that. And if you get it cleared out and you drive it again and the computer does all its tests, it'll it'll pass. Okay. So like you're it's kinda it it's kinda like a gray area that a lot of shops operate in. So uh I have a diesel and therefore don't have emissions. Yep. So am I technically good to get in my car inspected then until I figure out what's going on? Yep. Yes, there's no emissions inspections on gas on uh, diesel-powered vehicles in the, in, 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 the, the state. in the state of Pennsylvania. Yep. So, so that, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if the whole thing was a, an inspection thing or an emissions thing. So, if it's, no. it's an emissions thing, then. Yep. So, it's an emission. Right. It's an emissions thing, and the state requires you to have a, a valid emissions sticker before you can get a safety sticker affixed to the car. Okay. That, that would be the wording from the state. Feel like inspecting a diesel tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> Not tomorrow. <laughs> I can't tomorrow. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, okay. We 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 have yeah. a we have a uh, Ashley. When are we scheduling appointments for? We're actually scheduling appointments for the eighth of July right now. Yeah, okay. it is. But, All right. I just, okay. I happen to be off tomorrow. Normally, I'm up in Hamburg during the day, so I figured I'd uh, ask. But I just figured my light just came on for whatever reason. So, um, but I've also got to do my inspection. Or my inspection's up in July, so okay. I just didn't want it to interfere with that. So yeah. I should be okay nope. to get inspected with the fact that it's a diesel. Yep, yep. you're you're good because it's okay. a diesel. Yep, that's totally that's has to do with emissions. All right, great. Well, that's at least one small problem solved. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, guys. Thanks, right, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Yep, have a good one. You too. Bye. Good night. Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, a lot of times... Um, you know, we'll have cars that, you know, the gas cap will have been loose or something like that. We'll clear the light out, and you have to take it for a drive. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, the computer actually checks to make sure, like, all the systems are good in the car mm-hmm. and all those those systems are working correctly that caused that light to come on. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes people will clear a light out, and as you're – and they'll bring it in for inspection – 
And when we go and we test it, what ends up happening is it comes back and tells us it's not ready for testing. Mm -hmm. And when it's not ready for testing, you actually, uh, uh, the station will tell you that it's not ready for testing and you have to drive it some more. Mm -hmm. So, and there's certain parameters that you have to drive the car in. But usually just driving around, doing a little bit of highway uh, for like 10 minutes at a sustained speed at 55 or lower will will make all the, the monitors in the computer go and then some stop-and-go traffic. Mm-hmm. So, um, One thing about the, the gas cap being loose and getting a check engine light, mm-hmm. um, I had a lady earlier this week whose her um, check engine light was on and she was getting it inspected. But she said, I can't, I can't, she, she's an older lady and she can't, she couldn't turn it, twi- yeah, turn it to, to make, make it, it click. click. So I said, and that I've actually had that conversation with other um, elderly women who, you know, your hands just don't work right when, after you've been using them for, you know, 50 years and like labor. I don't work right now. Well, I know. And mine too. They're getting to that point where I can some, sometimes I have a hard time making a fist to do like stretches. Yeah. Like stretch your wrist out and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I said to her, I said, if you're out getting gas somewhere, just ask someone who's pumping gas next to you to click that down mm-hmm. because, and there, people are always willing to help to make sure that that's already closed because that, that light will continuously go on mm-hmm. if the check, if the, the gas cap is always loose. And it's just obnoxious to drive around with a light on, <laughs> on your dash. And when, if it does go on, it could be actually be something and not mm-hmm. just a loose gas just, cap. Yeah. And it's funny it, you bring that up because I, um, Somebody was using our loaner car mm-hmm. or one loaner car the other day, and they had dropped it off after hours, and I got in it to move it. And when I got in it, all the lights in the dashboard were on. I was like, oh. Was this a, a Corolla? Yeah, it was okay. a Corolla. So when Toyota, when a, a check engine light comes on on a Toyota, it'll turn like a couple other lights on. It turns like the ABS light on, the traction control light, and I, another one that I can't remember. So it's it, like... Pay attention to yes. me. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it lights up everything. It like so, terrifies people. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, and Subaru likes to do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, we get calls and we're like, all the lights on the dash are on. Yeah. It's and you like, think you're, think your car is going <laughs> to grenade at any given moment. Exactly. It's like, no, if it's running okay, it'll be all right. It's just yeah. them being overly cautious. Uh huh. So I got in a Corolla and I, I pulled the codes out of it. And it said it had a large evaporative emissions leak. So I was like, okay. So first thing I did is I went back and I checked the gas cap and it was loose. Yeah. And I was like, that's it right there. Tighten the gas cap and and cleared the light out. So really quick before we go to break, if that happens and you just get gas or get gas and drove it a little bit, uh, check in engine light goes on, go back. Re- tighten up the gas tank, mm-hmm. the gas cap, mm-hmm. and then drive it. And the light should go out on its own. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with those those uh, monitors is it'll check to see like it it'll it'll I use I describe it as it'll say how okay is this leak still there? No, it's not. Okay, good. We'll turn it off. And then so but if it you drive around continuously, that that uh, monitor is going to say oh that leak's still there. Oh, that leak's still there. Keeping the light on. Leak's still there. Check it. Keeping the light on. So that's kind of how I always describe it is like if that fault is still there, then the, the, the 
computer will still keep touching that monitor and say, are you still bad? Are you still bad? Are you still bad? Until it gets either repaired or, you know, it checks it that it's not in not bad. So, okay, let's take a really quick break. We are taking your calls. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Hello. Oh, good evening. How we're back. Okay, we're having technical difficulties <laughs> figuring out <laughs> Facebook. Oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you for joining us. We're Ooh. Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're uh, welcome to live radio and welcome to non-professionals doing live radio. That's thank right. Goodness, we're only doing this once a, once a week. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I was, I was lamenting we'll take a about. Deep breath. Thank you. I, I was lamenting about <laughs> Tyler's all the. laughing at us. Generally <laughs> unflappable this, Tyler. He's actually this, laughing at us. All this crazy stuff I got to do the video and the iPad is fighting me. Yeah, because there was an update and it hates you now. Yeah, it hates me now. Okay. But hey, you right. know what? I, they're, um, if you're watching online, I guess you just, I, I'm not going to be able to hear you the callers. Yeah, you won't hear the callers. But let's take, let's talk to George. Good evening. Hi, George. Deep, take a deep breath and, and a uh, tall sip of pepper uh, on a dirty glass. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to have a white claw for dinner. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Tyler. Sorry. I, um, I, I, I have a question here. I've, uh, okay. regarding my, uh, 06, or pardon me, 16, uh, road. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I noticed last week after the storms that the, uh, gasket, the windshield gasket, windshield or, uh, passenger side is missing. Opened up the passenger door, uh, went to uh, pick up a piece of paper uh, on the floor. Here it was soaking wet. Mm. I looked around and, and there, uh, the gasket was missing. Huh. Do you I understand? called a, um, Called my my mechanic. He said, "Yeah, you're gonna have to call windshield company." Mm-hmm. He gave me a number of a uh, national franchise place. Mm-hmm. They said the, they want to uh, replace the whole windshield because the gasket comes uh, kit comes with the windshield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm extremely reluctant to do that for many reasons. Number one, the expense. Number two, the the windshield the windshield is not broken. Number three, I have uh, brand-new uh, inspection stickers on there. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be uh, sliding around for the next, what's now, nine months. Do you have a sunroof? No. Okay. How could a gasket just go, be missing? Hmm. I, I don't know to save my soul from a hole in the ground. But usually, I'll, I'm, uh, so the missing, I'm going to re- just repeat a little bit of what you said. Uh, so you have a missing gasket at the windshield. Is it like at the top of the windshield? Is that the one that you're missing, the, or like on the sides? Uh, if, if you're inside the car, mm-hmm. it's the right side of the the passenger side against the post. Okay. Okay. It's the vertical, not the horizontal. Yeah. Not, not top, not bottom, not yeah. not left hmm. vertical. It's the right vertical. Because. Uh, I'll tell you, a lot of the windshields are glued in now. They use like a, a thick black silicone to glue the windshields in. So uh, when they set it down, they it like that's actually the seal. So it'd be kind of odd that that would be causing the problem. Um, yeah. But 
the only way to get that gasket in there is to pull the windshield out. So that that's why they're talking about, you know, that they'd have to pull the windshield out to do it. And they're afraid that when they pull the windshield out, they're going to break it or crack it. I see. But there's there's really no way to lose that gasket. I mean, that well, could it be a heater core that's leaking? Well, I would I would I, I, I don't to answer your question. Pardon me, sir, for interrupting. Uh, oh, to answer her question, not that I know of. Um, you know, this time of year I don't use the heater, and I always check the antifreeze. Um, you know, the heater core leaking. That means antifreeze fluid yeah. should be uh, You'd smell should it. be leaking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, smell I would. And... I would uh, I'm going to be more apt to say that. It could be the drain for your evaporator cores blocked yeah. up. Yeah. Because if if it's humid out and you're running the AC, that the you know you you when you set like a cold a cold bottle of something outside on a humid day, all the water gets on the outside of it. Well, yeah, you have a dehumidifier in the yep. air conditioner. Yeah, that yep. helps. So the air cool. Yeah, so they have a tray under that to collect that water so it can run off and there's like a drain in it that takes it to the outside of the car. And occasionally okay. those get clogged and they'll back up and they'll make a mess on the floor. And a rogue will definitely do that because I believe yours on a 16 rogue, the cabin air filter comes out on the passenger side of the car. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It does. So as, and I've pulled the cabin air filters out of some of those cars, and they were wet from mm. the evaporator. I would almost be willing to bet that that might be your problem, and it's not a missing gasket. Yeah, because cause if you're saying that that gasket has to go on with the windshield, and that silicone is mm-hmm. kind of the seal also, mm-hmm. then that wouldn't make sense that it would be leaking there because the the caulk is already, like the sealant is already a... Yeah. Usually those rubber gaskets are to keep the dirt out from building up between right. the windshield and the body of the car. Yeah. That's usually right. what the rubber th- is there for. Because a lot it's, of... Uh, Go ahead. It's the evaporator drain plug... Uh, uh, that, that's uh, that's clogged up, and believe it or not, uh, the only the only AC I use is the old 440 AC. Four windows down, forty mile an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the winter time, even I keep the windows open. Hey, whatever works. That keeps for you it. awake. Yeah, yeah, it does. In the summertime, <laughs> I keep them open for the for the heat too. Ah, keeping yeah. warm. Well, it works. You know, yeah. I don't like to be cramped yeah. up. I would I would consider something more like that than than the the windshield leaking, and but if but if if you to really really figure that out if the windshield is leaking, just run a hose over the windshield and see if it comes in. Yeah, I mean that's going to be that's going to be to figure. It, that's a pretty simple diagnosis yeah. there. Yeah, that's 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 what we do. Like when we're looking to to verify a water leak, is we'll make sure everything's closed. And we'll get a garden hose out and run it over the area and see if it gets wet inside the car in that area. So yeah, I I would tend to think that your point is right. I've heard I've heard that type of story before, as you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first car in all my life, you know, in the 45 years I've been driving, 
uh, legally or otherwise, I've uh, had a uh, I've had this, seen this happen in the car. Mm-hmm. When uh, help help put some words in my mouth, please. What do I tell the mechanic? <laughs> hey, I think there's a uh, um, just just a tell dehumidifier. Just tell yeah. him that your floor the floor is wet on the passenger and, side, and it may be the evaporator. Um, yeah, you think that maybe the drain for the evaporator core is is blocked. blocked. Right. Yep, that's all you got to say. Is say, hey, I I think the drain for the evaporator core is blocked. Um, I had a big puddle of water on the floor. Could you take a look at it? Because if somebody tells me that, I'm going to put the car up in the lift and I'm going to look for the drain right away and try to, like, we usually will try to poke like a coat hanger through it or something like that to see if there's dirt because you can get like mold buildup and stuff like that right. in there. Yeah. yeah. That's something I'm concerned about also. Yeah. Um, if, if I were to look for this train myself, you know, put the car up on ramps. Ooh. Well, um, of course I would look on the, uh, somewhere behind the, uh, passenger front wheel. What yeah. would I look for? I would, you're going to look for a little black looking hose coming through the firewall of the car. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think the rogues are actually like dead center in the transmission tunnel. So like, uh, like where the drive shaft would be going to the back of the car. If, right. If, and if, if it were not, if it were not uh, front wheel drive. Yeah. If it were, fr- and if it were front wheel drive, it would, it would give you easier access to it because the drive shaft wouldn't be in the way, but look for like a little black, maybe like an inch, inch and a half long, uh, kind of a, a nipple that sticks through the the firewall there and uh, and just take a little coat hanger or something a wire coat hanger and kind of jam it in there and move it around and if it is clogged be ready because you might get a bath <laughs> I need one anyway so. all right George thank you very much for your time please right. promise we have a good game or a good night yes you too thank you George you appreciate thank it you. Good night. Good questions. Yeah, that, and that's a common thing that happens in the summertime because you do get mold. You you can get mold on the evaporator core, which is the piece of the AC system that is in that in that heater box there. So you know everyone's seen the condensation on a mm-hmm. on a cold bottle sitting there. The same thing happens on that evaporator core. It gets cold. Yeah. And as the air passes through it, the water comes out of it and it just needs somewhere to drop in. Mm-hmm. And instead of dropping into your car onto the floor, it's supposed to go out a drain. Well, that's why you see, if you see a car sitting someplace and the air conditioner's on, you see the water dripping mm-hmm. down and it'll, you know, so yeah. it has to go somewhere. On, yeah. On a really humid day, you will see giant puddles underneath cars. So, um, on drier days, you won't see the puddles there on the ground. So, and we usually get somebody calling going, I have this puddle under the car. <laughs> I was just parked there, you know, so they, they, you know, you pull in to, to run in a store and you come out, there's this giant puddle under the car, but it's, like, it's just water it's and it's really humid out. It's yeah. just normal. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We're going to talk to Rick in Why Missing when we get when we get back from the break, but give us a call 610-374-8800-888-401-0459 and we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. 
And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are taking your calls, talking about cars. And we have Rick has a check engine light, a persistent check engine light problem. Hi, Rick. Hi. How are you doing? Good, good. 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 Yes. I have a 2000, 2000 Honda Civic Si. Oh. And oh. three rears. <laughs> <laughs> anything, uh, I, anything that's, uh, well, that's, that's a little faster. Oh, well, you know, I know people. I know somebody that wants one of those in the worst way. Yeah, could actually. Uh, yeah, I get that all the. I get that all the time. I bet. Do you get Do you get notes on your windshield? Yes, I have that in the past. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm not and surprised. I, people stop me and. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear your problem. After we've done drooling over your SI, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, for the last three years, uh, I have a a code PO133, indicates a band, a bank one, sensor one, O2 electrical circuit was responding slower than required for a predetermined period of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So three years ago, I had it replaced, and uh, I guess somewhere around January that year, it came, the light came back on, and uh, it was winter time, so I was not using it a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, around March, I, I was driving, and the light went out. Okay. Okay. And and then it. Came back on though about two months later, so I had it replaced. I I, I had the the uh, receipt for it, so it mm-hmm. was good uh, guaranteed for years. So I had mm-hmm. it had it replaced that year, and then the following year. Uh, let's see this one too. Yeah, this is uh, this year. Um, I. Uh, it came on just recently. Now, I hadn't, because of COVID and everything, I haven't run this much. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. put a lot of mileage on this car anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, so anyway, it's come on again. So, uh, did you have it done at, is this is an O2 sensor, right? That we're talking mm-hmm. about? Okay. Yep. Did you have yeah. it done at Honda or was it an aftermarket? It was an aftermarket. Uh, I'm just wondering. I should... think it's a Denso, though. I, I well, which was the original, I think. Denso. Okay. Just shooting from the hip, I know that sometimes there are some components with some vehicles that you have to use the original equipment, like that has like Honda or Ford or Toyota stamped on it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a situation with something with an uh, an item like that. And Tommy's so, thinking. I'm, well, I was I was logging in here. To my um, to my information system, and I was going to look it up. Okay, so just to make sure there wasn't like a bulletin or something on it that you know mm-hmm. there's like a reprogramming or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Because um, if it has been like and that year, the oxygen sensors will not matter. Um, uh, not matter quite as much. They're not a like. Uh, they're not as picky. I will say. Okay. So you said that's an O one. 
No, it was the 2000. 2000. 2000, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, 2000 Honda Civic SI. Okay. And, oh, nothing wants to work fast tonight. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I didn't, Yay, I, technology. I didn't, I didn't have any of this loaded up. <laughs> so, or, as you're talking, I'm, I'm trying to get there. And, uh. So we have a, we have a friend who is, had a, had an SI and I don't, I think he had two at one point, you know, one and then another one. And now he's, uh, you know, he's lamenting having to get rid of the one because I think it, I think the one got totaled. Yeah, I can't remember he, exactly he, what happened. And he's he uh, lost one in the hailstorm. Oh, that's he right. Was, oh. That's right. And, yeah. And, and he said the insurance agent was like, I'm going out to look at a 2000 Honda Civic SI. And he's <laughs> like, or a 2000 Honda Civic. And he got out there. The guy came out and he goes, oh, it's one of these. He couldn't figure out why he was <laughs> oh, going out. Oh, it's one out. of these. Yeah, it was, he lost it in the in the Why Missing Hailstorm from 2015, I think it was. Yeah, well, I got caught in that too, but I wasn't in Why Missing at the time. Oh, that's good. Oh. Yeah, I was so, just just outside of Why Missing, um, thankfully, so I missed missed that fun. But but I do have some hail damage to the hood. It, oh really? It, it seemed to seemed to uh, yeah. Where I was, I was uh, north and uh, up near uh, the 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 Votech. Oh okay. Oh. Yeah yeah. And I got caught. I got caught in the that storm, but it wasn't as nearly as bad out that way. No. Yeah. But it did put small dimples in my hood, mainly oh. in the hood, uh, the the top and uh, the the roof and the truck seemed. You know, you can't see much, but it's just, and uh, depending upon the light that you look at it, oh, okay. you don't even notice them. Yeah. You know, they're not that real bad, like it, like if you were at the Berkshire Mall, you probably <laughs> totaled. Yeah. yeah. That was, well, that was I, scary. Okay. So, I, there is a bulletin for it, except my phone oh. won't load it up. So... <laughs> So it's giving me all kind. My technology is just fighting me tonight. It is. It is. It is hating me. So there is a bulletin. I'm going to guess that they're just off the top of my head. There's probably a reflash for this for the computer. Um, if you want to give us a call tomorrow at the shop, yeah, call I us. I can. I can have more information by then because Ashley is on the. Uh, I'm in the hot seat this yeah, week, so she will probably answer the phone this week. Yeah. And just yeah, just okay. give us a call, and yeah, we can we a, can look it up yeah. independently of of the show yeah. and figure out what's going on with it. Because if it's a reflash, then it's anything you put in yeah. there isn't going to work. Yep, you can keep putting the sensor oh. in, and it'll just keep coming back. So what a what he's looking for is it's called a bulletin or a technical service bulletin, and that has it's, it's items that are released by any deal any manufacturer that says, hey, we know this is a chronic problem, and this is how to fix it. So, um, but there's bulletins for any car at any time for almost anything. So that's always like the first thing we look for is a bulletin on, you know, whatever, whatever the light is or chronic problem. So yeah, that's definitely give us a buzz tomorrow. Um, cause I'm in the hot seat. I'll probably grab the phone and we can look it up and we can kind of figure that out together. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd... Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You're certainly welcome, and good luck. And yeah, let's just chat tomorrow. Okay, I'll call you in the morning. Thank you, Rick. Okay. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Rick. Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Good night. Yeah. Another good question. Yeah, and technology is just 
fighting me tonight. It just hates me. <laughs> Technology that is terrible. Yes, <laughs> kicking Tommy's butt. Uh huh. It's like I you have you have all this information in your hands and you still can't get to still it. Still can't get. Still have like a mini a computer <laughs> I, at I, your in your pocket. I need, to, I need to switch the phone up to the up to there and do the video with the phone. Yeah. And then I need to do the the actual looking up of things on the iPad. I think I got to switch now. Yeah, okay. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. But yeah. So you know, a lot of times you'll see. Um, and this is something that goes back to my training when I got into into the car business. A lot of times when we we would start looking at stuff, the first thing you want to do is look for bulletins mm-hmm. from the manufacturer on that problem. Because if it's a chronic problem that they see across all the cars, they're going to put a bulletin out it, on it because they want their mechanics at the dealerships to be able to fix it faster. Because when they're under warranty and the manufacturer has to pay to fix that, they, they, want it they, they, they don't really faster. want to. Yeah, they want to <laughs> fix faster. But then that there's the trickle down effect where that all that information has to get released to the aftermarket. Yep. Thanks to the Magnuson Moss Act of 1973 and 75. 75. You're close. Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it's a year after I was born. Yep. Um, but uh, so because of that trickle down effect, that has to get released to everyone um, mm-hmm. that had, I mean, you have to pay for access for it. Like we pay for access for yeah. it, but it's still out there. And then we, as the aftermarket can look for things like that. Yeah. So that allows us to, to, you know, that like when we go and we start looking at check engine lights on cars there, that is the first place we look, mm-hmm. we, we go in, we get the code and then we look to see, are there any bulletins from the manufacturer? Because you could go through a diagnostic on something and come up empty-handed, and you go and you're like, oh, here's a bulletin to reprogram the computer. Ta-da. Ta-da. And now you just wasted all kinds of time when you Mm could have just came back and said, we need to reprogram this computer. Yep. Then, you know, that's where we need to start. Before we go off on to anywhere else, let's reprogram the computer because they're going to put new parameters in that it's going to look at that stuff. It's going to look at that stuff with those new parameters and then figure out what they're going to do from there. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. So we're, I, it's already 641 and I cannot Uh believe how fast this is going (laughs) with phone calls. It's wonderful. Yeah. So I wanted to really talk really quickly about the almost accident that I had. Oh, you want to talk about uh, the almost accident before our road trip. Yeah, and then what you learned after that exactly. accident. Exactly. I learned something new. So um, I had to go over to get cracked over at the chiropractor. So I was coming down State Hill Road, and if everyone knows where State Hill Road is, there's the entrance for – so I'm going towards Penn Avenue, and um, the entrance to the, the Berkshire Mall is over to my left. Mm-hmm. And the entrance to 422, yeah, 422, no, no, 222 South is coming up on my right. So it was two lanes. And I just went through the intersection for making the left on into the Berkshire Mall. And I hear this noise next to me in in the lane going the opposite direction. And I look over. And it's two guys doing wheelies on scooters, like Vespa scooters. And so it's really noisy Vespas. because Vespa, you know, because it has, you know, Vespas have the, the, the foot thing, but, and these well, little have, tiny, have, a lot of scooters have a little foot, but thing, they, but they have yeah. these little tiny wheels and they're literally doing 
wheelies down Seattle Road, but it's making this wing, 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 you know, like this crazy noise. So I looked over. So as I look over, the guy in front of me in a little Honda Civic, he's in the left-hand lane. And if anyone knows, the State Hill Road backs up going under the bridge on the mm-hmm. overpass so you can make the left to get onto two, or 422. No, no, 12. 222. 12 to get onto 12. 222 turns to 12. Yeah. yeah so anyway, it gets back under, under the bridge. So that guy in the Civic in the left-hand lane, and I was in the right-hand lane. I was being a good driver in the right-hand lane. <laughs> he was in the left-hand lane. That guy in the Civic got distracted by the guys doing the wheelies mm-hmm. in the opposite direction lane. So he starts hitting the brakes. Irk, 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 irk. And I look over. And he is not going to make, he's not going to stop fast enough to so not he, hit the cars in front of him. So he swerves into my lane. Uh-huh. Of course, I have to make a panic stop. And uh-huh. my choice is to either hit the curb that is just beyond the exit ramp mm-hmm. or hit him. So I'm like, and I do a panic stop, full on panic stop. Everything goes forward in the car because I'm in the Sequoia. Uh Everything moves forward. Everything comes out from wherever it was. And all of a sudden, the cars in the left-hand lane start moving. He slides over. The guy in the Civic slides over to the left-hand lane. And everyone keeps going like nothing ever happened. And no accident. And no accident. And And everybody's like, thank you. Exactly. The Incredibles. Exactly. And, and you know, after you have an incident like that, you're like, okay, everything's good. And then, then the adrenaline starts, oh, like, like shaking till I got, until I got back oh to my the, God. yes, uh-huh. exactly. So, I mean, number one, don't do wheelies on Vespas to distract the people in the other drivers because they will crash. It's called mm-hmm. rubbernecking. And number two, (laughs) stay in your lane. (laughs) Just literally stay in your lane. So, um, but Tommy has an interesting, so So, I I get back to the shop and I was like, I almost crashed the Sequoia and I know that would PO Tommy because he loves that thing. I really like that truck. Yeah. I really like that And I totally brokered that deal for that vehicle, FYI. So I I pay myself on the back a little bit. I, I really like that truck. It's a, it's a nice, comfortable riding truck. And, but I learned something new from that. Because later that day, that was right before we were going to go on vacation, mm-hmm. and you know I was going to lead into, you know, getting ready to go on vacation. Yeah, let's take a really so, quick break before yeah. we finish that up, and yeah. then we'll come back. We'll finish up the story and finish up. Yeah, finish up the show. We'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from Kings Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And I'm moving my microphone around, so it's making oh. noise. And we're Idle Talk here on 830 AM, WEU. And we are from King's Auto Repair over there in beautiful and scenic mm-hmm. West Reading. So anyway, let's finish yeah. up uh, what uh, so, I almost crashed the Sequoia. So you almost crashed the Sequoia. And so I wanted to get it ready to go on vacation, mm-hmm. which was our original topic of tonight. <laughs> Derailed. <laughs> yep. Totally over. So... Anyway, so I pulled it in and start looking the, the truck over to, for us to go on vacation with it. Let me just mention here that whenever I tell Tommy a story about this, he never believes that it was as as dramatic as I, he thinks I make. He thinks I over dramatize things. I 
Yes. I need video cameras. <laughs> I see crazy stuff. I almost got hit by a dump truck last night. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, didn't, I didn't tell you about that. that. Yeah. Okay. That's so, good. I mean, I, I see all kinds of crazy things. I need like 360 degree cameras on my car at all times. I see all kinds of crazy stuff on the roads. Okay. But, but anyway, going back to the, this story, we'll leave my dump, almost getting hit by a dump truck alone. Yeah. I didn't know um, about that. Yeah. That's uh, not and good. yeah. Okay. I, I had a green light. And he was going. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I just don't know. So anyway, so I pull it in, and I'm like, we're going to look at it, look over this truck before we go on vacation. You know, We're going to drive a couple hundred miles. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you know, we're not going to break down hours from home. Right. You know, I, if, we break, if I break down you now close to home, yes, it's an inconvenience, but I'm not as... Not as like out of state. Yeah. Kind of bothers me a little bit. So yeah. we're we're gonna so I bring it in. I was due for an oil change soon. Mm-hmm. So and I, when I opened the hood I'm looking around and the radiator looked like it was starting to leak. So I thought, well, let's get a radiator, we'll put a radiator in it and do an oil change and I put it up in the air and I start looking at the tires. And the tires had these flat spots on them. Like every couple of inches there was a flat spot. And I had Dan look at this, and uh, I said, our, our our Dan, our mechanic Dan, I said, Dan, have you ever seen tires like this before? I said, they have this pattern flat spot on them. And he goes, I haven't seen anything like that. He goes, but with a pattern like that, I would think that was from the ABS. An ABS incident, so, as Dan said. So the automatic brake, uh, ABS pumping. So I'm like, huh, I didn't think about that, but it actually wore little flat spots on the tires from Ashley almost being in that accident. Yeah, because I smashed the brakes. Yeah. And that's the ABS doing the... Doing its job of making sure the tires didn't lock up. Right. So an automatic braking system is what ABS is. And what that does is, if anyone remembers back in the day, if anyone said, don't just hit the brakes, pump the brakes when you come up to, when you try to come to a stop... That's exactly what the ABS does, except they do it. It does it in so quickly that we you couldn't do it as you couldn't do it as a human being. The computer does it a, a lot faster, and that's what that that's what that was doing. It was working and putting those little tiny flat spots on <laughs> all around the tire because it was trying doing that really quick, really quick stop. Yeah, and and I had actually I had never seen that before. Like on You're the tire. welcome. I had never seen it before. <laughs> it was something new. It was, I was like, huh, I just learned something today. Uh-huh. You know, here I am. Uh, we're 22 years into the, into working on cars and I learned something new mm-hmm. about tires. Mm-hmm. And, Courtesy and yours truly. And the tires that are on that truck are like, a, they're a little bit softer, mm-hmm. like the, the rubber compound. So, I, you know, it wore little chunks off of, you know, where that tire was soft, but it probably, since it was as soft as it was, also kept you from getting in an accident because it probably gripped better. Most likely. But also as those tires wear as normally, those flat spots will kind of go away. They'll just get worn out evenly. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I was looking at it and I'm like. Um, the power steering rack broke on it a couple weeks ago. We had to put a, I put a power steering rack in it, so it had a, like a fresh alignment on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all new struts in it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with the suspension in this. 
all the suspension's been replaced, the steering's been replaced, and I'm like, and I'm like, why do we have these flat spots? <laughs> I was like, do I have a bad shock already? Do I have a bad strut? You know, is what something going wrong? You know, and Dan's like, well, you know, I really think it was the ABS. So I learned something new. And then you realize you're like, oh, and I was like, Ashley oh, almost totaled this right. thing. Yes, that's right. So. So, Just good. I mean, thankfully, good vehicle avoided an accident because I mean, either, either would have hit yeah. if he would have had to come to a complete stop, I would have had to hit him or run over the curb, and they both would have been catastrophic because I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't speeding. I was only going yeah, maybe that, forty miles an hour. Yeah, that's a forty mile an hour speed limit. Yeah, there. I was not yeah. speeding. I was in the other lane. I was going nice and slow. Mm-hmm. And you know that it, it's just, that would have been that would have been a, a pretty bad accident, and they probably would have totaled that truck because it's two. Yeah, it's a it's 2003, a 2005, five, but it has two hundred and five thousand miles on it. Yeah, it's just so, getting broken in. Yeah, it's like it's like practically new yet for a Toyota. Yeah, yeah. So and so when oh you know, I basically went over that car checked everything out mm-hmm. before we went on vacation mm-hmm. and the only thing i saw that looked kind of not so good was you know the radiator in it yeah and so we put a radiator in it and uh you know took it on vacation and without and it worked perfect yeah we had no issues and that's kind of the radiators even if it starts to seep if it's seeping a little bit just replace yeah. it because you don't know when those things are going to be like i'm done yeah and and the, one of the other reasons I had done it uh, was we actually had another um, person that comes in the shop had her 2003 that the radiator blew out. And when they blow out on a Toyota, if you've ever owned one and, and had this happen to you, you will either see all kinds of steam because it just the uh, plastic radiator tank just totally blows apart mm-hmm. or they... You don't see anything, and you keep driving, and but that usually you, ruins the engine. But once you get lights, um, eventually. But oh. usually by that time, the uh, the damage is already done. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so like a lot of cars need that coolant touching the the sensor, yeah, the the, the engine temperature sensor for the engine temp- temperature sensor to work properly. And if there's oh. no coolant touching it, it doesn't give you a correct reading. Oh, so it thinks okay. Yeah, it thinks some. It's it thinks something's still touching yeah. it. It yeah. Be- if yeah, so that coolant transfers heat better than air does. Yeah. So it takes yeah. longer for the air to heat up in there than it does the coolant. Okay. So if there's no coolant touching it, it doesn't know how hot it's getting and uh, how fast. Oh. So yeah. as. As That's if not it's good. just the air kind of, you're hoping that the air flows over it and touches it, it gets really hot before yeah. it before it actually reads how hot it really is. Okay. So it's basically yeah. over. It's basically over by the, that time. So, um, you know, she, she, obvi- she did not see the uh, giant bunch of steam come out and kept driving it and, and uh, ruined the engine in that truck. Womp womp. So I didn't want that to happen on our trip. No. So So just with radiators, just put a new one. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, just just do it. So 
That is our show. Yeah. That happened. That was fast. That was a lot of great calls. Yes, very good. Very, uh, there are a lot of great calls. Yes. So uh, that is our show for tonight. Thank you so, so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Join us next Friday, Friday. at 5 o'clock. and Friday we'll have, 5. Have another edition of Vital Talk. Mm-hmm. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. Be nice to each other. Wear your seatbelts. Thank you. And good night.